hattonjameslegal.co.uk for all your employment law needs and uh, Overst Events that's overstevents.com your event's just easier so they're an events organiser and uh, take all the hassle away so you can enjoy and uh, experience your event as it should be in this month's episode we will preview UFC 286 UFC 286 and that's Edwards versus Usman 3 this is their third fight and that's going to be in London the O2 Arena so we're really looking forward to uh, previewing that fight plus a couple of uh, fights on the card as well the co-main event and um, last but not least the podcast would not be possible from our without our friends from SRB Media that's SRB Media Edited and produced by those uh, wonderful people there. And head over to the srbmedia.co.uk website where they've got a whole array of podcasts, football, uh, soccer, whatever you want to call it, music, uh, and other sports as well. So head over to srbmedia.co.uk. Okay, and the way to contact the podcast uh, for your fan questions, comments, suggestions, always welcome, is email the MMA Show 7, the MMA Show 7 at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, the MMA Shower, and the Facebook page is Let's Talk MMA. Let's Talk MMA. So that's all the uh, all the information regarding the podcast and on how to contact the podcast and. I'd like to introduce uh, the co-host of this podcast, uh, Matt Penny from Purely MMA. Hello, Matt. How are you? Good evening. Good afternoon. It's a pleasure as always, mate. And uh, it's, it doesn't seem like five minutes since we did the last show. So uh, the, the big event's coming quick and quick and fast. So, yeah, looking forward to breaking down another big, big event. Yeah, and... Um, like you said, the, the events are coming thick and fast, and um, it's UFC's thirtieth birthday, effectively. Um, and uh, you know, there's going to be more mega events, but you know, we're both looking forward to this uh, UFC two eighty six um, for a number of reasons, and obviously, it's in London, um, and there's a, there's a there's a British fighter, so we've got a lot of interest in this. And uh, that, of course, is Leon Edwards and Kamara Usman. And this is the third fight. So the first fight, I think Usman won on points. The second fight, the title match, obviously a huge KO, a spectacular KO for Edwards. And and this is the third fight. So uh, just give us your general feel about the fight. Not so much into the styles, we'll do that in a minute, but just general feel. Well, you know, it's like you've already mentioned, it's a, it's a big event as it's in the UK and it's, it's very local for us. And it's just, uh, it's nice to have a, a London card, which it looks pretty, it's very well-rounded. You know, I, I feel like London cards always get um, sort of a harsh deal. We usually get like a big main event with an English main eventer, but then the rest of the card is kind of weak. But, I mean, UFC fight nights, uh, a lot of them do tend to sort of tail off after the main event anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's nice to have it here in the UK. And obviously Edwards is uh, trying to forge his way and forge uh, some sort of legacy, you know, big legacy. He's got big shoes to fill now that Bisping is uh, retired, etc. So, Yeah. And just to help our uh, listeners in, in England, in Britain, Particularly, I've I'm just done a quick search before the podcast, and uh, it looked because in the past, and you mentioned Bisping, Bisping when he fought, the, the the timing was based on US time, so it was three in the morning for us to start the you know which is a Sunday morning overnight Saturday, and the main event normally starts five thirty to six a.m. Uh, normally, if I'm watching it live, I tend to fall asleep on the uh, waiting for the main event. 
But I think this one, UFC 286, starts, the doors open at 5, which will be the prelim prelims. Um, so I think the main event will be about 9 p.m. UK time. Yeah, you beat me to it. I was literally just typing that in. Yeah, so <laughs> around around yeah. around six six till ten, probably. So, yeah, you know, obviously you get the usual UFC sort of beefing out the card with adverts and stuff. So yeah, maybe maybe so, like six till midnight if you if you're yeah. really extending that with yeah. long fights and stuff. But still a lot um, a lot, a lot better. better on yeah. the UK crowd. Yeah, uh, shame it's on BT Sport box office though. I've just realised it's yeah. going to cost us twenty quid. But, uh, yeah, not surprising. I guess. Mm. I, I guess we get a, a good deal usually, so I guess we can't really complain. Yeah, you can always complain. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit annoyed. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. I think the main event will be anywhere from 10 p.m. to to midnight, which is a lot better than 6 a.m. 5 a.m. the next day. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy that they did that. To be fair. Um, I didn't go myself for the, for the for that. Was it UFC two hundred two? I think it was, or something similar to that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we know people who did go, and it was uh, obviously the arena has its own laws and licensing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I believe they had to shut the alcohol stands at like one a.m. Mm. and they weren't allowed to sell food after that either. So mm. the people there had a good sort of four or five hours of event going on. With very little um, refreshment stands open, if any, so okay. a lot of the fans went and weren't, weren't particularly happy. But yeah, we don't have that problem this time. We just no. have massive ticket prices. But yeah, that's the way of the world, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame to get a you know a seat. You you have to pay quite a few hundred pounds, and uh, but I think the timing the timing is good. The time sort of for for the for the UK time, it's good. Um, if it starts at 10 p.m., that's going to be, I think, 5 p.m. Eastern time in the U.S. And 2 p.m. sort of Los Angeles Western time, uh, Pacific time, I think they're called. Still, it's still fairly good, right? I mean, mm. it's not too bad. It's on the weekend. It's, yeah. it's not like it's you know during the week or anything. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's a win-win, I would call that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's uh, move on to the, the the main event or the main card for, for starters. Um, I was just looking through the, uh, like you said, the overall card in London. Generally, historically, you get the main event, which is a blockbuster and everyone else is sort of a filler. But you've got Gunnar Nelson on there. You've got uh, Marvin Vittori, who fought Adesanya two fights ago for the belt, middleweight title. Um yeah, so there's some there's some good names on the uh, sort of lower main card and, and prelims as well. Yeah, even Jack even Jack Shaw, you know, he he's British and he's really coming up in the UFC. I think he just got his first loss ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sixteen and one of those last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, but still a, a, a very impressive record, and still sixteen wins in a row is nothing to be sniffed at. Starts in the prelims, and it's uh, yeah, Duran Wood is is always good. Yeah, yeah. It was good entertainment as well. Mm. Um, I mean, a fair few losses recently, to be fair. But you know, still, still very popular. I think among uh, amongst the, the community on a whole, not just not just in Britain. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Okay, um, so we're, we're going to analyze, preview the co-main and the main event for this particular card because uh, we've got a. A very super packed show, so we want to get as much material in as we can, much uh, in the podcast. So um, we'll start off with the co-main event, which is, which is Justin Gaethje versus Raphael Fiziev. Um, give us your thoughts on the, the styles. Uh, more people will know that you know Gaethje's style, but maybe not Fiziev's style. Well, we know Gaethje, you know, the, the epitome of, of win the battle or die trying, um, or all or nothing kind of fighter. But like you said, we, we kind of know what to expect. Yeah. Um, I think I think every time we've mentioned him and predicted him in the past, we've always said, 
Um, well, you know, he has been a top-tier, you know, level wrestler back in school days, and mm. maybe he should start working that into his game, you know, form a, a complete game. Um, but every time he, he fights, he, he tends to ignore it. Mm. Um, doesn't tend to fare too well against guys who take him down and take it to the mat mm. anyway. Um, you know, Khabib and Oliveira, mm. to mention. Um, you know, he consistently ignores it. Um, and obviously, he's got Trevor Whitman in his corner now, um, saying, you know, Gaethje doesn't take as many risks, he's more intelligent. Um, I don't know if that's the case. Until the fight starts and then that goes out the window, seems to be. Yeah, he's he's also the epitome also of, you've got a plan until you get hit in the face. Mm. He he tends to... React. I'm sure he has a a great game plan going into Mm. a a fight, but then as soon as the cage door kind of closes, he goes back to that Mm. natural instinct of, you know, oh, I I earn more money from being entertaining kind of thing. Mm. But, you know, it, it gets you 50k bonuses and he's had a few of them, but... The, the big titles eluded him you know the, the real multi-millions has probably eluded him so mm. if you want to take that into consideration obviously Fiziev not as well known but probably almost a, a more lethal striker and kicker to be honest that that Muay Thai style mm-hmm. um, a lot more precise I would say less wild than Gaethje can be more intelligent mm-hmm. um I don't really care what Whitman says you know for Gaethje he still takes risks as soon as he's rocks you know he often swings for his life yeah and I think Fiziev can if you just take a deep breath and you know really assess him and don't swing with Gaethje you know take your time be precise as you are you know Fiziev six win run mm-hmm. um, five bonuses on a run now I mean, this fight should. It's got all the, the hallmarks of being, you know, of having absolute fireworks. Um, but Gaethje takes a lot of damage. He's He's been in some real, real wars. You know, Dustin Poirier. Um, yeah, he's been in a lot of wars. Chandler as well. So he takes a lot of damage just yeah. in Gaethje. Oh, huge, huge damage. And, uh, you know, he's not... I remember when we used to do podcasts when we were saying he's still quite new in the UFC and mm. he still hasn't had a huge amount of damage, but that's not the case now. I think he's been in it for what it must be kind of like five, six years now. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. That damage is now, it, you know, it will rack up. You know, it's almost like a, a Cowboy Cerrone kind of, yeah. of of situation where that damage is going to take its toll eventually. And, um, and Diego Sanchez so, and people like that. Yeah. Yeah, all, all that kind of. Obviously. Gaethje nowhere near as much damage yet but it, the amount of wars that he's been in mm. that is going to rack up quite quickly and, and Fiziev is, is he really is lethal he um, is yeah very maybe, powerful maybe a guy who's yeah. yeah maybe a guy who's going under the radar a little bit so far but it's a, it's a kind of bout like this that really pushes you onto the main stage and really pushes you into the minds of uh, the more casual fans for sure in a, in a co-main yeah. position and Gaethje is not that young anymore. He's he's thirty four, thirty five. So uh, you know he's not a young boy anymore. Yeah, it's... no, exactly. And I think you just really you really need to shift that mindset of you know swing for the fences when you get hit because mm. it's just. I mean, you can get a lucky shot. It's almost a bit like tied to with us. sometimes, if you've got a power, sometimes it does work. It but can can guaranteed. get you out of trouble, but you're going to take a lot of damage doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah a, a lot of damage. I mean, it's great for the fans, and I think Gaethje, I think, I think he's just sort of resigned to that kind of feeling. You know, he came in saying, well, I want to earn more more money from entertaining. I want to mm. be a fan's favourite. And he is that, for sure. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Now it's a, a turning point. Are you going to really knuckle down, round your game off, and push for a title, or are you just going to sort of carry on doing your thing and take a lot of damage but be really entertaining we'll, um, we'll see very soon yeah and, and uh, Fiziev brings a, a, a interesting style like you said Mutai is probably his dominant style but um, he's from Azerbaijan and um, obviously a former Soviet state country and uh, he's got some Sambo background and, and so you know maybe maybe not as good as the Dagestani sort of guys in wrestling and submissions but uh, 
they'll probably have some kind of base that will, if he does go on the ground, he's he's probably going to be in a in a good position. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting style of style matchup for sure. Yeah, he's a heck of a kickboxer. Yeah, well. Muay Thai. Yeah, um, yeah. Heck of heck of a kickboxer with, with, and he's already shown it in the UFC the, the, the spinning wheel kick mm-hmm. um, finish in, a couple of years ago. So more lethal I would say just uh, overall more lethal um, mm. you know he's racking up those performance bonuses just like Gaethje was but I think Fiziev has got a uh, a mindset for titles and bigger things I don't think he's too worried about that kind of thing I think he's got mm. a better mindset for sure and I, and I think this has probably got um, KO or TKO for one of them written all over it I think yeah, I think for sure. I think I think this is going to be Fiziev's time. Um, he's, he's on a, such a good run. Gaethje's, you know, you know, he's not done by any stretch of, you know, of imagination. He's de- definitely not done, and he can definitely still put together a great run and possibly mm-hmm. have a, a title fight down the line with a win here. But I think this is Fiziev's time. I think he's going to have the intelligence to, to win this, and uh, he, he really is lethal. Mm-hmm. Not not just with striking, but his kicks are unbelievable as well. His kicking yeah. game is, is is unreal. So, yeah, Fiziev KO would be my uh, prediction. I think. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I think, um, yeah, Gaethje's definitely not done. He's he's got a lot of you know power and 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 willpower as well. Um, but I'm just starting to think with his fighting style. How much can his body take? His well, more more to the point, his brain and his head. Um, so, um, if he gets a head kick, I think that'll be game over straight away. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think Fiziev will will do it. But uh, it will be a war and a, a very entertaining fight. I think. Yeah, I doubt it will be an early KO. I think it will certainly be a later round kind of uh, kind of finish, but mm. it's just just a lot of things going against Gaethje in in my opinion. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a war, and I'm sure it'll be it'll have fireworks throughout. So it's a win win for the fans, of course. Um, yeah, maybe that's why the, that maybe that's why the attendance uh, the admittance money was so high. Um, they're mm. going to get a lot out of this um, potentially, but yeah, just fizzy have just more more lethal with it, but more intelligent more precise um, yeah. I don't think he's going to be over, overruled by, by the uh, you know swinging for the fences style of Genji I, I agree with you that Fiziev will win but I, I disagree where I, I think it will be as early for Fiziev because Genji is sort of um, you'd call it like a walk on fighter he, he just keeps walking in a straight almost like a zombie um Obviously, he's intelligent and he knows how to fight, but he's, his mindset, his mind goes that he's going to walk through any storm. And I think Gaethje style, unless he really listens to his, his coach, Trevor Whitman, who's a very astute uh, coach, I think Gaethje's ideal for Fiziev is a spinning wheel kick or a roundhouse or some, some kind of head kick that... Uh, he just keeps his head in the air and doesn't sort of deviate his angles but we shall see yeah no, that's a really good point he, he, he's not flat footed by any means but he does tend to have one angle um, very central very just keep walking you know um, so yeah very good very very possible for sure yeah okay so we've got uh, agreement on the uh on the outcome and the winner but slightly different in terms of timings and uh, things like that but we, we shall see in the next podcast um, we should start keeping referee, a tally or something yeah yeah the, re- the referee performance also will have some sort of effect on that if he gets sort of like knocked down if the referee doesn't jump in straight away Gaethje potentially could sort of wear off for a round or two but the outcome will be the same yeah Okay, um, so let's go on to the the main event and um, yeah, Edwards versus Usman three. And as I said, I think at the start of the podcast that uh, Usman won the first fight. I think they were fairly early in their both were fairly early in the UFC careers, maybe five or six fights each or something like that. Um, and that was a decision. And then 
the title fight last year. Edward's spectacular KO, head kick, game over. Um, I think Usman called it a Hail Mary. Um, so the third fight, I, I don't really want to get into the styles, but more psychologically, who's got the upper hand psychologically? Who's going to come in more confident and, and why? So if we start from that point of view. Honestly, I think Kamaru Usman will go in with a, a better mindset. Um, he was winning that fight at, at 278. Sure. He, was, he was winning that fight hands down. He, he was, was dominating. Three, three yeah. rounds up. Mm. Yeah, he was not even three three rounds to one. It was like three and a half rounds up. He, you know, he, he was winning that fight mm. for sure. He won the first one by decision, quite convincing. So it's just... Yeah, I, I think he, he knows. I think he's got consistently the put. He's, he's got he's got it. I think he has got it. It was a hell mary. It was a very. It wasn't lucky by any stretch of the imagination because they showed um, Edwards. They showed him practicing that exact head kick that won him the fight. Um, and you also had the corner shouting for the head kick like seconds before he did it. So it wasn't lucky, mm. but. He's meant nine times out of ten. He knows he's got the points, and he knows he can grind it out. If he just didn't walk into that, you know, that head kick, yeah. he would have had it again. And that's two two decision wins. So I think I think he knows. I think he knows he has it on 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 most days. Yeah, and you're you're right to bring up the point about lucky. And when people say that. Um, I think what people are trying to say, it's rare. And, you know, I would say 99 times times out of 100, Usman would evade that, block it, or just not be in that position where he's going to get KO'd by a a kick, head kick anyway. Um, So, yeah, so Usman, he doesn't really have to change that much. The first, like you said, the first fight he was dominating and he was was, uh, four rounds up four and a half rounds the KO came in the uh, four minutes four seconds of the fifth round and um, if he grounded out he would have obviously still been champion but um, he he got caught and he said this is the fight game and it does happen so uh, he's not going to be the first and he certainly won't be the last but um, Usman yeah he doesn't really have to change Uh, Edwards will have some confidence well a lot of confidence coming in um it depends if if deep down Edwards thinks, well, I got lucky there, and that's his predominant feeling going into fight camp, then that will play will play out during the fight. If he really believed and his his coaches have made him believe that he would have won that somehow, or you know, next time he's he's gonna it's gonna be a different sort of a stylistic matchup, then uh, he, he'll have a lot of confidence. But um, if I was Usman, I would say, well, I got caught. It happens. It's a fight game, but I know how to meet, beat this guy. I was, I won the first fight, and the second fight I was winning until fifty-six seconds of the last round, round five. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I'm sure Edwards will go into this fight saying he is confident for sure. I mean, you're not going to say anything else, but I don't think he he will be. I honestly don't think he will be. I, there's no way that he thought he was grounding anything out of that fight other than a loss. Um, so to have that in your mind that you have been like convincingly beaten for like well he he lost, he lost the last fight for three rounds. This what the last one he lost at least three. So he's lost like six six and a half rounds to to Usman already. I just don't think he can be that confident. And and they said for the whole build up to the last fight they said. We've been training this kick. We've been practicing it. This kick. We knew what Usman does. He always faints to that side. So if that was the case, and Kamaru always does that thing, he's not going to do it again. It's, it's very unlikely that he's going mm. to do anything like that. He is going to change it up. So all Usman has to do is go into that fight, do exactly the same thing as he has done for the past two fights. Mm. Just not that one thing that Edwards claims he always does. So yeah. I think. I think I think Edwards has a lot more to change than Kamaru does. Kamaru just has to go in, do one thing, not do one thing, but do everything that he has done in the past two fights. 
and, and and grind out the win. That's just, that's what I think. It's it's a tough one. And yeah. and uh, I was watching I was watching Ariel Helwani, and uh, they were all saying how ridiculous it is that uh, Usman's the favourite. I don't think it's that ridiculous. At no, all. no. I, no. I think he, I think he definitely <clears throat> is the favourite for this fight, a hundred percent. It's it's unusual, but. Just because he is the champion that doesn't mean he's automatically the favourite and has to be considered the favourite. I don't think that's the case at all. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it's ridiculous. But if I was uh, in Usman's corner and, and advising him, then he should go back to his, his wrestling roots. You know, he's a NCAA Division Two, I believe, champion. Um, and he could play it safe, you know, wrestle some of the round stand up, dominate, up against the cage and uh, sort of win you that way. But might be a bit boring, but uh, he'll come out champion. It might be a bit boring, but I think he'd be stupid to do otherwise. He knows it works. Mm. He's done it. He, he was doing it very well in the last fight to great success. Uh, he, he literally dominated on the ground and in the clinch against the cage on multiple occasions. Mm. I mean, you know, Edwards took Usman down that first round was very impressive from Edwards for sure yeah um, to, t- to take Usman down for the first time in his, in his UFC career I think it was um, that was impressive but he had a full mount and didn't do anything with it at all and then he took and then he went to the back again almost got a choke in but not really Usman was never in any issue at all mm. um, so you could argue how much success there really was there um, Usman got a lot more damage and a lot more dominance when he was in the next few rounds when he was on top so Usman you know we know what he's like in the fight with um, Masvidal yeah he, he got the decision win but then the fight after he said specifically that he wants to go out and prove a point and knock him out it could be the same thing here you know he might want to prove himself and prove that he can knock him out potentially but he knows where he can get success yeah. Depends what he wants to do. Yeah. Okay, it's uh, prediction time, Matt. So, uh, where are you going with this one? Who's uh, man decision? <laughs> Simple. I had a feeling Simple. Was gonna say decision. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I was, if these guys hadn't fought before and it was like a fresh fight, I would say he's bigger, stronger, probably heavier on fight night. Um, just and as we've seen from his past title defences just nothing seems to get close to him this one head kick did and mm-hmm. hats off to Edwards for that but it's a fight game anything can happen but he was winning most of it so yeah Usman decision yeah I'm going to agree with you I'm going to go Usman and uh, I think he'll utilise his wrestling more and um and yeah, I think he'll he'll grind out a decision. He may not grind it out. He may beat up Edwards, and uh, but Edwards, you know, still got a very good chance. He he may have uh, improved on certain areas, and and uh, maybe he has got this kick honed in on Usman. We'll find out if he does it again. Then he's definitely got it honed in. But uh, yeah, it'd be a close fight, and uh, I'm going to go Usman as uh, a decision. Um, yeah, it definitely will be close. Um, but I say that it it won't be a walkthrough. I mm-hmm. don't think because surely a fight to fight, you should grow right and develop. So you think Leon Edwards will fare a little bit better than he did last time on mm-hmm. the ground? Because not forgetting that Leon Edwards himself is a is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, mm-hmm. so he's no fool. And like I said earlier, the first round he did take. Usman down he did have a couple of good takedown defences as well mm. so but yeah Usman decision win for, for sure for, from my point of view yeah okay that's good so uh, we've uh, we've done our preview of the well the, the co and the main event of UFC 286 and uh, that's uh, you know that's uh, not too far away so uh that's going to be a good good one to watch March the 18th. And we said at the start of the podcast, it's a British time zone of, we think, we don't know for sure, 10 p.m., 11 p.m. UK time. So uh, you can work out your own uh, time zone from that. 
GMT. Yeah, thank God for that. It's going to be <laughs> great for the UK fans. Yeah, you can watch it without feeling you're going to fall asleep or taking Red Bull or coffee or whatever your, your method is to stay it's, awake. Yeah, it's, it's that, that, that's the rough bit about um, the UK time zone. It's, it's not the fact that you have to like sort of have a few hours sleep and then get up. That, that's all right. I don't mind that, to be fair. I don't mind staying up during the night and watching fight events in the dark. But it's like in the summer when the sun starts to come up at like 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. and you're, you're still on the third fight of the main card and you've still got like two hours to go. Mm-hmm. And then like when you do have a, a like an energy drink during it, but you've got, you know, stuff going on on the Sunday as well. So but you've been up all night with caffeine and you, yeah, it's, it's uh, <laughs> that can feel really rough. Yeah. Okay. If we're we're going to uh, move on to our... Uh the MMA News Roundup, and uh, so well, the world of MMA, UFC, and uh, that's over to you, Matt. Well, it's been a couple of years with him not being in the news, and all of a sudden, when he's back, he is the news, and he dominates the news, and of course, it's Conor McGregor. Um, signed up to the Ultimate Fighter uh, a few weeks ago now um, with Michael Chandler as his opponent. And uh, I think a couple of shows ago, me and you spoke about the prospect of that happening. And then a few days later, it was announced. I was praying it wasn't going to be Michael Chandler. You wanted uh, Tony Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I thought that... The trash talk. That yeah. matchup would, oh, would be explosive. Um, yeah, Michael Chandler's um, lovely speeches about, you know, just constantly about God and belief and... <laughs> Mindset and heart, just oh, it's just it's so cheesy in it. Um, but we, we, we've got him, and by all accounts, it sounds like it's uh, shaping up to be a really good season. Um, they're in the middle of filming right now. I think the the premiere is going to be in sort of April, May time. I think it is. Um, should be really good. Should be really good fun. When do you um, think the fight is? Is it going to be International Fight Week in July then, or? June or so apparently their 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 fight is going to be um, late summer so August September time apparently oh okay. um, yeah because they they feel they film I think it's like ten to twelve episodes and it's per week mm. so if it if it um, premieres in like May June time that's mm. going to be all through summer yeah so and they like to give obviously the fighters plenty of time to prepare get a fight, fight campaign camp. for their actual yeah. fight yeah at least um, eight to ten weeks yeah. Yeah, and obviously, literally just a day or two ago, we had details emerge of the, the Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler altercation. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, yeah, it started off a, a week ago or two weeks ago. It was like, yeah, they're getting on, and then suddenly something happened, and now they don't get on. So, so a journalist who's in the area um, claims that they had the ultimate fighter fight between two of the contestants. Apparently, McGregor jumped in the cage mm. now apparently they're not saying if it was through happiness or upset mm. but apparently he jumped the cage and then Chandler's team came in and it properly like kicked off between like Connor himself mm-hmm. and Chandler's team oh okay yeah. um, so I mean it, it so it, it, apparently we're getting a very half and half mm. Connor for this um, Chandler did an interview over uh, the fight weekend that we've just had and he said that they're getting on roughly and that there's definitely like a mutual respect there but they've got passion both of them you know mm-hmm. it's going to happen um, and I, and Connor's not stupid he, he knows how to get the best out of the marketing yeah. machine yeah. so he, he does like to jump a cage as we've seen in, in uh, we've seen with Bellator before he yeah. jumped in the cage isn't he that was in Ireland fight. was it yeah yeah, yeah, when he was clearly um, not of a right mind, but yeah, mm. he squared up to a ref as well, didn't he, and shoved I, a ref. And... I think that was Mark Goddard, I think. Yeah. Oh, it was Mark Goddard, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, we haven't heard from him from, for a couple of years while he's been mending his, his leg, mm. but now he's back. That's all we hear about in the news. We really, every day we hear something else come from him and his camp but the, the other thing that um, 
where Connor's making the news is 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 making that film, the new Roadhouse, is it with Jake? Uh, what's his name? Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yeah, and uh, he's he's beefed up for the role. And uh, when John when John Jones's fight was last week, he, he I don't know if you saw this, but at the uh, ceremonial weigh-ins or the ones they do in the evening. Connor came at the end and gave a little uh, talk at the end of the uh, John Jones and uh, Cyril Garn weigh-ins. And, uh, so, yeah, and he's looking very, very beefy, stocky. He's freaking massive. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is yeah. massive. Mm. Like, no wonder that he wants to fight to be at 170. Mm. Like, there's no way no. that guy is getting down to 155. No. Like, he is... He's easily like one ninety, yeah, one ninety five, around easily. Um, is it natural? Is is a, a big question. Yeah, he hasn't been the Sada testing pool for a year and a half, mm. um, and he still hasn't entered it. So that's another point about um, when are they going to fight? You ha- you have to have six months of clearance testing yeah. before you fight. So actually, so that should be round about now. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if he enters now, it'll be about September. Yeah. Um, but I mean, listen, he's he's, he's got a clean record with Usada, right? He's, mm. I think he's got the fifty clean. Was it a hundred? Fifty or a hundred clean tests? Because he's got the, the jacket from Usada. He got that a little while ago. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's very easy to throw around the accusation. I've done it myself. You know, mm. ah, he, you know, he's juiced up. But this guy is like his neck like his neck and like muscles and like veins like he shows in his head mm. in some of his photos I mean this guy is if he's not if he's not juicing he's definitely on some sort of some something he, he is he is, <laughs> he is doing something extra yeah. special to get that size and that some special yeah, supplement sure. yeah yeah and like I mean y- you can it's very easy for us to sit on our armchairs and comment on photos and stuff, but there was pictures that came out in summer where, you know, there was sort of spots like in his abs and stuff where people mm. said, oh, that's needle marks and stuff like that. Um, you, you don't know. You no. don't know. And as he hasn't been in USADA, there is every chance that he has taken very quick acting steroids to get that yeah. size because they don't stay in the system very long as long as you're off of it while you're testing. Um, it doesn't show up. So yeah, there's um, yeah regarding the the spot the acne. Um, one of the sort of the oldest principles or tests was if someone develops acne on their back, they call it backne. That's a sure sign of uh, steroids. And I don't know if you remember when Charles Sonnen fought Anderson the first time, and he got choked out in the fifth round or very late on then they, they, someone posted the pictures and Chael's back before I don't know a few fights before was clean and then around the Anderson Anderson Silver time the fight sort of period it was, he had developed a back knee acne on his back yeah th- these are all uh, potential telltale signs but you can't tell I mean Connor could be genetically gifted you know muscular his muscularity a lot of it is genetic as well. And hey, if you if you put a lot of hard work in, you do get the results. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you do. If if your mindset is correct, and hey, he had a broken leg for you know nine months to a year, so yeah. he he he, had, he only had one thing to work out. Um, it was his upper body. So I mean, it's very possible. Yeah. Uh, but Kamaru gets that um, gets that accusation a lot about the back knee because he's he gets it fairly often as well yeah um, yeah so he they, they often they often call that out at him but and hey, Col- Colby Covington uh, calls him the CEO of, of EPO which is quite funny yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and, and hey some people get caught for it and don't come back the same mm-hmm. like TJ Dillashaw but hey they, they've been clean so far so I guess we can't uh yeah, we, we can't throw speculate anything. too much. Yeah, take it on face value until, yeah, unless something pops. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and Joe, it's it's going to be it's going to be great viewing. Um, 
I have I've, I've watched occasionally um, the Ultimate Fighter. Mm. Um, the last one I watched was uh, a series with DC in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been oh D- DC uh, Miacic. I watched that series a good uh, like three years ago, three or four years ago, I think it was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a good one because I think that was lightweight. It had it had a lot of good good guys in it who are now actually in the uh, in the UFC. So it was like a really good season. It used to be like better like 10 years ago when they had the like crazy challenges where they went up in helicopters and stuff that was good fun yeah um but hey it's a good way for ufc to get younger talent in and stuff like that and it builds a good fight as well it gives us some insight into how connor and and michael chandler interact sort of backstage and in a more natural environment i would call it yeah i think the last the last tough I watched when I say watched I mean every episode you know you you know week by week which uh, what the next episode is going to be about so you you sort of buy into the storylines and the uh, fighters and was when Chael Sonnen and uh, John Jones were coaches and uh, I think Gastelman won the uh, the fight he beat uh, Uriah Hall in the final Uh, that was a good one yeah yeah, yeah, it, that, that that was a, that was a, a while ago. That was a long time um, ago. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I watched something sort of more recent, but the, the, yeah, the um, DC Miacic one was uh, it had guys like um, like Bryce Mitchell, who's now in, who's now very popular at featherweight, yeah, and uh, other guys like that, and, and Louis Pena as well. Is he he's in, is he in the UFC or did he just get cut? I think oh, I can't remember. Um, uh. I'm not sure, but yeah, it had like the, it, it had like a load of good guys in there, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a that's a really decent mm-hmm. uh, lineup, and it, like the, the fights on it were actually pretty crazy. But uh, and then you, you've seen a couple of the names pop up in the UFC now. It's like Joe Gianetti, I think he had a UFC fight, yeah, and got cut really, really early. Um, yeah, I've watched yeah. I've watched yeah, intermittent I've episodes since the John Jones, but I've not really followed one. But I will follow this one because we can maybe do a, a monthly update on our podcast as well. Yeah, I'm not sure where where, where it gets aired in the UK anymore. I mm. think it might be on UFC Fight Pass. I think probably if they want to make if they want to make a bit of money and promote Fight Pass, that's the best place to put it. Yeah, we used to get it on some of the other channels, Bravo and T- TCM or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think this I think this one will definitely be on uh, United States TV. I would think, yeah. like ESPN or something. But yeah, yeah, I'm, UK. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if BT Sport have that um, have that range. But if they were to have it, I think this would be the season that it they would go for it. I think because I think that would be really really good viewing. Yeah, in my yeah. opinion, um, this will definitely be one that I follow week by week. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk about that a lot more in the, as as the uh, the program starts, the series starts, and then uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of drama. There always is with Connor involved, manufactured or otherwise. Oh yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. And you know, obviously, we've we've also had uh, in more local UK MMA news, we've had. Paddy, Paddy Pimblett's in trouble. Did you see this? Oh, that kick. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he kicked a little person in the gym yeah. carrying a, a pad, literally kicked him across across the mat, sent him flying into a wall. Um, and, you know, you, you know what gym hijinks are like, you know, it's not... I, I think it's all taken quite lighthearted, I'm, I'm sure, in, in the gym. But yeah. keyboard warriors have descended to take that and uh, is that a little person a, as in a child or, or a dwarf a dwarf yeah okay, okay. Not, not, not a child yeah I just I just wanted to make sure yeah um yeah long as he wasn't bullying him or you know assaulting him maybe it's a little prank I don't I know think was, yeah. I, I, I think he, he was holding he was holding the like the pad and I think he was just showing a kick, and yeah, just just sent him flying. Um, mm. You know. But even uh, if you're showing yeah. someone, you should have more control, especially if you're an expert. You know. Um, probably, 
probably. Unless the bigger news from that is yeah. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. The, the the bigger news from that I think is that Paddy Pimblett is actually in, in fairly decent shape. <laughs> usually he's in like usually he's like two hundred pounds outside of uh, out of a fight week, but he actually yeah. looks in pretty uh, ah. decent shape. Maybe he's got a fight coming up in a couple of months, three months. Well, I'm surprised he hasn't got a fight on this card. To be fair, um, I think it was too soon. Yeah, because he I think he he walked out the cage limping. Uh, yeah. Oh, he did. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. No, you're right. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And but there's, there's some, also some other guys missing as well. Um, Molly McCad isn't isn't fighting on this card. Um, Nathaniel Wood isn't on this card. Oh either. yeah. I think he was due to have a he was he was due mm-hmm. to have a fight. I think. Yeah. Uh, unless yeah. I'm going completely mad. I, I I could have sworn he was like on the uh, yeah on like a potential fight build up, but yeah. They would have been good bets for uh, this far card, yeah. Leg injury. He put, he pulled out a month ago with a, a leg injury. Um, mm. He had a yeah a really random event which caused him to have a massive gash in his leg. Apparently, yeah. So, yeah, a few a few Brits missing from there, but it's a, it's a good rounded card anyway for sure. Yeah. What about the Scottish light heavyweight Craig? What's his name? Oh, Paul Craig. Yeah, Paul Craig, line, uh, Braveheart. Did he fight recently? Is that why he's not on this card? I could have sworn that he fought recently. I think he like, did. Yeah, maybe the Brazil uh, Teixeira. Uh, I think he was on In that. January. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he lost to Johnny Walker. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Far too early, yeah. Uh, he, he, had a, he had a couple of good wins. He did. He, was, he really, I think he had like a, a random draw but like he had sort of five wins strung together mm-hmm. uh, but then lost to like some pretty big op- op- you know he lost to Uzumir and, and Johnny Walker yeah. he even beat Jamal Hill in 2021 oh wow he's now our, the champion yeah. he's now our, our champ mm. oh, that's not an deserving champ but I, I, would, I would say uh, not like a, a spectacular standout champ but you know he, he took this opportunity and yeah. Yeah. And run with it and won. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's absolutely correct. So, um, any more MMA news, Matt, or is that pretty much your lot? I am on the edge of my seat waiting to hear a fan question. Okay. I shall get to that before you fall off your seat and injure yourself. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we're going to go to fan questions and we have got a, f- a bit of time, so that's good. And um, it may surprise you or it may not. Uh, it's regarding John Jones, the man of the hour, the man of the moment and the, the goat. Um, and this is from Marcus from Germany. Uh, I think Dusseldorf, yeah, Dusseldorf. Um yeah, so regarding John Jones, he's, he's obviously now the heavyweight champion. Um, if he wins against Stipe and maybe has a couple of more fights, so he's he's unbeaten for, say, three defences or whatever it's going to be, I don't think he'll stay on for number five, six years now. Would you consider him the the greatest combat athlete of all? Now, let's put this in context. Combat athlete would be... Obviously, Tyson, Ali, those kind of sort of combat athletes. Could he, Jones, be considered the greatest of them all? It's almost impossible to narrow that level down. I would say it's almost like it's almost like saying who's the greatest sportsman like mm. across football tennis. It's almost impossible to narrow it down. That's why I tend to keep it to uh, individual combats, whatever, mm. like boxers, etc. Um, hey, I, 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 I haven't shied away from the fact that he's my greatest of all time mm-hmm. um, in cage. Anyway, yeah. I, I think GSP probably snips him if we take into the fact, take into fact, you know, he's out of cage hijinks and yeah. running with the law and stuff like that. I would say GSP kind of pips him if we were t- talking all about that kind of clean stuff. Mm. But in terms of in cage uh, ability, and um, the length of time that he's done it 
against the level of opposition that he did it against it's without question for me personally um I personally don't see him hanging around for very long after Mircic when he wins. Mm-hmm. I say when because he he does win that fight. Okay. Um, like ninety nine percent certain. <laughs> um, I'm a hundred percent certain that yeah that it won't change. Um, from my point of view, he wins that fight. I can't see the level of opposition to keep him around. I gotta be honest. Um, the heavyweight division has, has kind of been like that for a long time where there's not a lot of fresh meat coming through mm. and it's just kind of the same people beating each other and going up and down, up and down. Yeah. I think uh, there's a lot of talk about uh, Tom Aspinall. Yeah. You know, the Brick. Yeah. yeah. Um, another name that we missed off who, who isn't fighting. Oh, yes. Um, Correct, yeah. Next week. Um, but he looks to be really well-rounded, Tom Aspinall. He seems to have a lot of power and have a lot... Have a have a great game all all around. So, mm. uh, Ariel Hawani said, "Oh, he, I think he gives John Jones the biggest fight of his life." I wouldn't put it that. Mm. I wouldn't say that far. Yeah, uh, I think that's a hell, that's a hell of a, a claim. Um, but I think he'd probably be the next one to come up. But can you see John Jones fighting the likes of Curtis Blades, Taichi Rivasa? Yeah. Mm, Probably not. Mm. I mean, they're, they're like two, two of us, especially you know, has got really popular with the fans and stuff like that. But yeah. Would that be a kind of fight that gets John Jones off his seat and motivated? Yeah. I I, I can't see it personally. No. And you know, having his uh, one of his trainers on that Arrow Helwani show the other day mm. himself saying, I don't think. Um, John Jones will be around for like a 10 year stretch at heavyweight no. kind of suggests to me that he's already looking towards the end not in the you know not in the, the not too distant future anyway yeah okay we've got uh, time for one more fan question um, and this is from Scott in Oregon USA and it's sort of MMA related, but it's not. Can you guess what the question is about? Is it is it Francis? No, 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 no. It's regarding power slap because UFC are the oh. promoters. Dana White is the promoter. Um, now there's controversy about oh well, people are not uh, defending themselves and whatever. What's your thoughts on power slap? Uh, it's horrific. <laughs> Hate it. Yeah. I hate everything about it, uh, and always have. Um, not just power slap, but when it was, I remember like in just after lockdown, it became like a big trend, like in Russia right. and that side of the world. Uh-huh. Like it, it, it exploded on TikTok and Twitter of these Russian organizations who were doing it like big time. Like every week they were having massive events, and like thousands of people were turning up to watch it. Right. The whole point of UFC and mixed martial arts and, and even boxing and combat sports in general is you stop and the referee stops you when the, your opponent can't defend himself. Mm. And that is kind of the it's kind of the guideline that I live by that I accept because everybody you know some people cringe of MMA saying it's too violent mm. but I say well when it's becoming when you don't defend yourself it's when it stops mm. so that's kind of my guideline my moral guideline of okay it's okay because you know it does get stopped power slap is just yeah I, I, I hate everything about it yeah um, it, everything about it is past you know it's under my guideline it's, it's not mm. there's no rules in that that I can enjoy uh, morally so yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I yeah. don't find it entertaining. It's that's why, for a start, that I'm into MMA and not as much boxing because MMA is a pure combat sport. It takes everything everything into consideration. Mm. Boxing, I get a little bit bored. Yeah, um, with just just striking. Mm. Um, so power stuff for me is one step lower than that. You know, it's not movement. There's no movement there. <laughs> it's yeah. Literally, slap each other so yeah it's 
nothing about it. Um, yeah, no, me in. You, you make a, a good point there. I'm. Uh... I haven't watched it, and I, I don't think I will. But uh, I'm coming from a different angle. That uh, if you do like violent sports, and we do MMA particularly, and but boxing as well, yeah, you're right. That there is a referee, and and if some fighter is is not able to defend himself, but in boxing, I, I've seen fights where fighters have taken I don't know, I've never counted them, but let's say 500 punches before the fight gets stopped. Not not continual beatdowns, but during, you know, jab, 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 right cross, blah, blah, every round. And there's been some dominant decisions where people have just taken a lot of punishment. In MMA, um, you know, you could get kicked in the face and get KO, so the referee can't stop you, but you've taken a hell of a, a, you know, powerful, blunt weapon, effectively, fists and legs and limbs. So from a, a violence perspective, I don't, see a problem with it um, yeah there's no style there's no finesse there's no evasion there's no defence you just stand there and take a slap and if you don't get knocked down or knocked out then you get a chance back so uh, I wouldn't say I would ban it I, I'd let people do it but uh, it doesn't appeal to me because there's nothing else apart from standing there and, and slapping someone so yeah I Joe as you were saying it I I immediately nodded my head and sort of thought you, you, you've got a very valid point. Um, and it's not something I thought of. And it's, it's always a, something that gets thrown at you when you say you're a fan of UFC or MMA. Mm. You, know, you, you've, you can have like vicious elbows and kicks, yeah. which are arguably a lot worse. Yeah. Um, and actually, I didn't really have any argument back to that. You, you, you are right. It kind of is a bit of a contradiction in terms um, the, the only thing that I do lean back on again like I said my guideline my moral guideline and my moral compass just says well he, he each fighter should be able to, to defend it yeah. yes if a shot gets through of course um, but you are, the aim of it is that you are trying to defend it yeah this isn't no but, so, but I, I do take that point completely on board yeah. um, and then also agree with your your point about entertainment value yeah it's just it, it goes back to sort of my boxing uh, point. I, I prefer MMA every time to boxing because it's a more complete. I agree. Sport. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's more going on, and then at least in boxing, okay, I can appreciate the footwork, the mm. movement. Yeah, you know Tyson Fury and his head movement and av- avoiding shots like unbelievably, like a man of yeah. that size shouldn't. Um, yeah, power slap is just two guys <laughs> if you're standing still and just. <laughs> Slap, there you go, slap, there you go. Yeah. I I have seen some highlights. I've never seen an event and never will, but I've seen some highlights pop up. And Mm, some of these guys, they've got, you know, some of these guys and their faces are just like disfigured for a long time. Yeah. uh, It's pretty gruesome stuff. It is. Yeah. No doubt it's it's gruesome. It's, it's, It's the lowest form of fighting, maybe. Is that probably correct? You know? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And, and what I'm asking is, uh, how do you, what do you train mm. for this? Do you, do you train, or, or do you literally just sort of find out that you've got a good slap on you, and then you enter this tournament? Or do, do you train? I, I mean, yeah, are these guys, you, you can do. Are these um, guys boxers. I, I think if I was coaching a slap fighter, which I won't be, but if I was. Um, your neck would be your primary muscle because when your neck moves, the rest of your brain moves. That's how you get knocked out in boxing. Um, so you, neck muscles and traps and obviously your jaw. Yeah. So uh, I wouldn't yeah. dismiss them dismiss as drunks who just come out of the pub. <laughs> no, no. I, there, there'll I, be some I, training I, there I, for sure. Yeah. Some training, but then is the training just getting slapped by people in your gym? Like, what? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there's got to be an element of that. You have to be, you have to get used to being slapped, like you do in boxing. You have to spar to get punched. I, I'd, I'd be interested to see. Uh, I haven't even looked into who, who these people are or whatever. But are they? You, you know, you've got guys who are MMA fighters, boxers, Muay mm. Thai fighters, kickboxers, etc. Right. Yeah. Are any of these guys in the slap? You know, what's it called? Power slap. Yeah. Are they 
predominantly boxers? Are they predominantly something else? That's a good question. They... Uh, do they come from a combat background? I don't know. I've not, not even. I've only seen one two-second clip when you when you you know open your browser or something. Or yeah, but it's a good question. Are they coming from other combat sports or? I'm just having a little little flick through the fighters. Um, yeah, no, guy. No, that's a good Vernon, point. Vernon Cathy is a former Highlands Games performer. Oh, so a strongman. So a yeah, yeah former uh, and a former strongman com- um, competitor. Yeah, yeah. That's just one of them, of course. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, tea no, is that... a very British phrase. <laughs> no, that's fair enough, and uh, you know we. We can disagree to agree, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people, especially in the MMA media, um, are hating on it. It's because Dana White is fronting it, and especially since January, the incident and Paddy Pamela before that, Pimlet before that. It, I, I sense a lot of MMA, Ariel Hawani, and that crew are really hating on Dana White. I don't know if you agree with that or sensed it yourself. Um, yeah, well, obviously the he as he got done by TMZ for slapping his wife, etc., mm. and that's why you know they they all said. And wasn't that ironic? Power slap. Ironic, yeah. They, they, you know, all the interviewers when it all first came out, mm. you know, they said, "Is it you know, is it very appropriate, Dana, that you're involved with this kind of sport?" Mm. Mm. You know, seeing what's just come out. Um, obviously, we know Dana's reaction to that. Yes, yeah. he, he he's had a, a love hate relationship with journalists and the mm. media on a whole for, for generations now. So yeah, I mean, it's nothing new, is it? You know, he's hated Ariel Helwani for like ten years, but yeah, one reason or the other, I think, goes back to Ariel Helwani leaking about Brock Lesnar. Yeah, was that UFC um, hundred? Was it 100, 200? 200. Yeah, it yeah. might have been 200. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Ariel leaked the, the promo video like a bit early. Yeah. But I mean, for goodness, for goodness sake, Diana, you know, you've got guys in the media doing that all the time, leaking stuff and mm. rumouring fights all the time, but they don't get on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not, my, not, my, no. not my thing. That's okay. Um, that brings us to the, the end of the podcast. So... Um, yeah, so this has been the, the MMA Shower, sponsored by HattonJamesLegal.co.uk and over OverestEvents.com. Your event just easier, so head on to those websites uh, and uh, I'm sure there's a, there's a lot they can do for you. And it's, this podcast has been edited and produced by SRBmedia.co.uk, SRBmedia.co.uk. Um, you can email the podcast on the MMA show seven at gmail.com. So we've just done a couple of fan questions there. Very interesting, different questions, which I thought was great. So uh, please keep those coming in. Uh, Matt, anything from the MMA world, boxing world, you want to say what you're going to be doing or? You know, at, at purely MMA on Twitter, uh, we we live tweet a lot of events. Um, it would have been lovely to gone to UFC 286, um, but even tickets now, you know, up in the gods, like literally back row, the back row, mm-hmm. um, and they're going for like 450 pounds per per seat. I just in the current climate of you know mm. the financial world in general for a lot of people it's you know tough times mm. I can't justify that amount especially if I was going with a friend or whatever yeah so unfortunately not going but we, yeah we live we live tweet as many events as possible um, also sponsored by Overst Events so yeah big shout out to being a, a relatively new sponsor of the show yeah um, absolutely yeah we, 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 we're looking forward to like uh, you know Cage Warriors they've just released their schedule for the year and they've got multiple events in, in the UK and Italy it'd be really nice to go to a Cage Warriors event I haven't been in a number of years mm-hmm. uh, and obviously Bellator do tend to pop in once and once or twice in the UK so yeah, Michael Venom Page fights there should be options for you hopefully yeah yeah for sure so go follow that purely MMA and, uh, and catch all the latest stuff with us there fantastic thank you thank you Matt for another good uh, 
good podcast and some good good debate and good discussion I thought pleasure as always mate pleasure as always yeah so this has been the MMA show previewing UFC 286 uh, Edwards versus Usman 3 for the uh, UFC welterweight champion of the world and uh, we had a good uh, roundup of some of the MMA news around the world and uh, we thank you for listening and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. And uh, we'll uh, see you next month. Thank you. Bye.